0: All right, are we ready to talk Predator? It's been a while. I think so. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think okay.
1: so, yeah. <laughs> I think we're back into it, though.
0: I think we're back in. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi. Look out! Ah! Classic Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And this week we're talking minute 67. a good prime number of a minute Mm. of Predator. Nice. Uh,
1: Nice. (laughs) I like the prime. The good math math nerdy in there. Nice. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm a big prime fan. I don't know about you, but I always hook into a good prime. Oh, I love a good prime. If you remember way back... 30 30 minutes ago, minute 37, 37 is my favorite number. Also Mm. happens to be a prime number. Prime
1: number. Yeah. Well done. Prime (laughs) number. Thank you. Thank you. I got all excited. I interrupted you with your uh, opening there. Right. Just a reminder that Jeff is a math teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I am.
0: (laughs) So I Uh, really like prime numbers. (laughs) Minute 67 opens with Dutch walking over the team's trap, and it ends with Dylan. Dylan! Dylan! Dylan. Dylan. Looking up at the Predator. (laughs) Hmm? Hmm. Perhaps. We just just end with Dylan's eyes, Hmm. probably looking up at the Predator, but we don't know yet.
1: This is a fun minute because we get almost exactly 30 seconds of setup and then 30 seconds of action. Yeah. So it's a great little mini movie within the movie. I think.
0: Ooh, good point. It's kind of like a, a m- macroscopic view of the movie. Oh, a macroscopic. Mac 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 <laughs> I am looking for because it's yeah, I don't know. Or microscopic. Because like. one of those scopic looks at a movie where, yes, I like what you're saying. The, the first half was kind of overall quiet, and the second half is all sorts of chaotic and yeah, dangerous. Yeah, it's its kind own of
1: little arc here. Mm-hmm. Got a nice setup with a action punchline. It's good. Hmm. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. So you want to carry us over from the last minute, Jeff? Oh, I would love to carry us over from the last minute. <laughs> so uh, we're going to break this up into the first 31 seconds here because this really sets up the action we get in the second half of the minute. Uh, we're going to get Dutch uh, who slowly walks over from the team's trap that they've built. Trap. Trap. It's a trap. We're going to cut back to Max face. Back's back. Cut back to Dutch coming toward the camera and we get another kind of contra. I feel like freeze frame here. <laughs> yeah. He stops. We cut back, back to Dutch's point of view, looking into the jungle We cut back to Dylan. Dylan. Dylan! Uh, His face. We cut back to Poncho. Uh, Ponchito here really is showing off his spiky (laughs) hair. Uh Yeah.
0: Real good tiger beat
1: look. (laughs) Yes. He's on the the pinup centerfold (laughs) tiger beat. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Dutch looks out and in one last time. Uh, And then both Dylan and Dutch kind of start to relax. Dylan. Dylan. Dylan relaxes and kind of slouches back. Dutch relaxes and starts to turn back. Back. And we'll end the minute right there. Back. 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 Yeah, we're really continuing from last minute, the the slow walk out into the center of the clearing. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a deliberate intent here to kind of put us on the edge of our seat because it's very quiet as we go through all these different camera shots
0: yeah put us on the edge of the seat but then kind of push us back in the seat to make us feel a little bit comfortable again for Mm -hmm. what two seconds before uh the next half begins uh but yeah i like i like the quiet here i like the music is is very trepidatious it's very slow and picking its way just like dutch is picking his way over the trap it's uh taking its time it's being really cautious uh dutch and the music
1: yeah, and it trails off, right? The music kind of uh-huh. like hits this high note and just sort of trails off. So it becomes almost silent as we get these shots of all of our, our heroes kind of looking around. You yeah, know, we get Dylan kind of. Dylan. Dylan. Dylan.
0: <laughs> That's like a nervous Dylan. Dylan.
1: He's a Dylan. nervous Dylan. But he kind of slouches back in his position here. Back. 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 And like I said, we get a really great glamour shot of Poncho just showing off all that pomade. Mm-hmm. So much pomade. <laughs> getting getting nice and primed and glistened for his Tiger Beat centerfold pinup.
0: Yeah, he's just, you know, hopefully nothing happens to him on this mission. Hopefully he can yeah. make it to the shoot.
1: I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, and then Dutch, um, he also relaxes, puts it so far to put his gun down, Pointing mm-hmm. towards the ground, brings his shoulders down and turns around and starts to walk back towards the uh, the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
0: so far, I haven't seen any cloaked predator. At least I don't think I've, I've watched this first half. I don't know about you, but especially when he's looking out into the open jungle. Yeah, I don't I don't see any movement. I've watched that time time and time again. Um, I would also backtrack, backtrack, back track. Not <laughs> backtrack, backtrack uh, to. <laughs> Earlier in the minute when it's looking down on him, we see him close to the beginning. Uh, knowing what we know happens in the next part of this minute, you would think maybe you'd have a hint of the Predator maybe sneaking up on him, perhaps. Maybe that's yeah. what happens in this minute. But I don't see that either. Even though I was watching a YouTube video and someone in the comments section could swear that they saw a the predator in the trees uh, in that moment uh, over his shoulder there. But no, I couldn't see anything.
1: No, I don't see anything either. And I think that's by design. I, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, with, with a film, sometimes the film is going to show you what's really happening. And sometimes the film shows you what the characters see. And I, I think in this case, the intention is to show that the characters don't see anything. Right. Regardless of whether or not something is actually there, they don't, they don't see anything. And that's why they all relax. And start to head back to their positions.
0: Yeah, it's and, it's it's an interesting choice uh, to have them relax here because knowing what we're knowing what we've seen before, the predator sneaks up on people. They 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 should know that by now. So it's interesting that they're going with like the really overreacting kind of relaxing, like Dutch yeah. just like lowers down, like you said, slouches down. Well. Dylan slouches back and then
1: Dylan,
0: Dutch does the same thing where he slouches down. He just kind of looks a lot more slack job than usual and starts to turn really intently back towards uh, where Dylan and the Mm -hmm. gang. are.
1: Yeah. And part of that might be, you know, thinking about the characters, who knows how long they've actually been hanging out in this clearing and setting these Mm -hmm. traps and waiting around. And maybe they've just sort of reached the point where they're like, what, you know, what are we doing here? Let's, Let's move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Little do they know.
0: Little oh, do they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. I guess, yeah, it's just easy to kind of lower the guard if you've been so high strung for all that time. I want to say for this first part, John McTiernan is uh, on his... John McCommentary talking about how they had to turn up the green a lot for this scene in post-production. So he's explaining that's why Arnold has more of a greenish tint to him. I don't notice that at all when I watch this minute over and over like we do. So I don't know if this was like remastered for the DVD edition, but I'm not seeing like a whole bunch of green on his face. I don't know about you.
1: I don't either. I mean, his face is kind of shadowy. Um, but it doesn't look green to me. That's interesting. They had to turn up the green. Was it just to capture the vivid, trying to make the jungle look more vivid than it actually was on film?
0: That's what it sounded like. His quote, he said that it originally looked like the New Hampshire woods in November. And I looked up a a photo of New Hampshire woods in November and they look kind of, I don't know, uh, still mostly green for the most part, but also a lot of brown and Dead leaves, so I, I don't know what he's talking about.
1: <laughs> he must have wanted a certain green aesthetic to be the background, the backdrop for this. And maybe he just wasn't getting what he wanted when you look back at the dailies.
0: We do see a ton of dead leaves on the ground here. And then later on uh, in the second half of the minute. Yeah, we're so, getting a lot of leaves, aren't we? Yeah, a lot of leaves, just a buttload of leaves. <laughs> but Yeah, just I guess if you ever see a lot of green in one scene that you don't think is naturally there that's probably why they're turning up that green
1: uh all right should we get into should we really get into the meat of this minute yeah we should really talk about the minute meat right here so this is the minute (laughs) meat do you want to do you want to take us through this part yeah
0: i'll I'll take us to this part i'll try to keep my commentary till the end I, i tend to blow it more often when i'm going blow by blow like it's okay <laughs> just true teacher fashion like you're just kind of reading something to the students and you're throwing in your own stand-up lines like ah yeah, i know right. i know i'm not
1: on stage okay hey more, no rules here on predator minute just you know be yourself yeah that is
0: the rule is be yourself
1: <laughs> god dang catching a rule okay as soon
0: as dutch turns back the way he came the trap springs up with a nice little sprungy sound bordering it does yeah uh, Catching something in the net that they made. Something kind of yelling or squealing or screeching. I uh, still haven't seen whatever they caught. Dylan yells, shit, shit as the net rises. <laughs> <Shot>. <laughs> with Ponchito. <laughs> shit, shit. Uh, With Ponchito and Anna Anna standing up, the leaves are falling all over Dylan, Ponchito, and Anna Anna. Something in the net just explodes. Who knows what that is? And then a second explosion occurs where a blue laser bolt blasts out of the net. Hits a log. Detaches that log from, well, detaches that branch, that log-sized branch from a tree. That log comes swing down on a nest of vines. Uh, nails Ponchito mm. right in the chest as Billy, we think Billy, yells, look out! Look out! The camouflage predator leaps from the net onto that newly severed branch. Mac falls backwards onto the ground. Mac! Mac! Starts firing into the trees at the predator with his M60. The predator swings to the next tree. And then we end this minute on a shot of Dylan's own Spielberg face.
1: Killer, yeah, killer. he gets a Spielberg face, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, there's lots of great little moments to uh, talk about in this sequence, isn't there? Yeah, so many. Well, let's start at the beginning with the springing of this trap. Trap. It's a trap. So just as Dutch is relaxing his shoulders and turning around, we see an explosion of leaves here. Mm-hmm. And the treadle trap, I believe it's hey, called. Yeah, you nailed it. The treadle trap. The t- Boom. Yeah flies up into the air. We can't see anything explicitly inside of it, but the whole bunch of leaves go with it. But there is definitely something in there. We can kind of see a, a body fly up with the leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that explosion, what do you suppose that explosion is or where do you think it comes from? Uh,
0: my best guess, uh, and I took a screenshot of it and stuck it there, uh, what the explosion looks like because to me, the explosion kind I mean, really reminds me of the guerrilla camp attack when they're blowing up buildings, all the palapas. They're targeting the centers and the middles and the lefts (laughs) and the rights of the palapas.
1: (laughs) Target the middle, center, and the right of the palapa. Target the center of the palapa! (laughs) (laughs) Just target the entire palapa. Target all parts of the palapa.
0: (laughs) That's what that shot, and it's not even a half second. It's probably like a quarter second or a tenth of a second. Mm-hmm. That explosion is on screen. That first one, it's super uh, fast. I think to me, my theory is that is the predator using something explosive to knock a hole in the leaf, knock all the extra leaf, or knock a hole in the net and knock all the extra leaves out of the net, so he could have like a better, I don't know, view of.
1: Uh, His lasers. That's what I took it to be as well. Uh, Do you think the predator was actually in the net when he did this? Or Uh, do you think he was outside the net and blasted through it? mm, You mean like. The first time, maybe he's escaping the net. The second that, one, he's just yeah. My, well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll explain my thinking here. My original thought was that he was in the net trap. He got caught in there, and that the explosion was him firing a hole through the net so he could escape. Okay, that's what I thought originally. Sure, but uh, I don't know. You know, looking at it again, it's really ambiguous. Like they they, it's really hard to tell exactly what's going on. It's possible that he has already escaped the net and he's like holding on to the tree or something and is just firing a hole through the net, like you said, to just shower all the leaves back down to disorient, disorientate, dis, disorient to <laughs> sure. all the other, <laughs> sure. All the other people down below, you know?
0: Yeah, that is interesting because that has to be some amazing planning if he knows that that's what's is going to happen when he shoots that log. Cause yeah, that's, that's, that's quite astounding. If that's, <laughs> if that's his thing, he's thinking, if I shoot that log, I know it's going to swing down.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm even talking like before the log, just like, Okay. Just the explosion, that first explosion on the net. Like, have you mm. did you have you always taken that to be just him like blowing a hole out of the net so he can escape?
0: I guess, but then it's hard to know why he's shooting the second laser anyway. Why? Why does he shoot that through the net right after he escapes,
1: just to cause more confusion? Maybe. Although that yeah. second strike, that blue laser strike, seems pretty spot on. Like they give you the impression that he's aiming for that log. That's right. Possible he's not, but.
0: Oh, maybe. Okay. I could see what you're saying. Yeah. Like that first one is specifically so he can escape. Yeah. And the second one is so he can like create a distraction or diversion. Right. And escape while they're all ducking down because I take it to mean that the rest of the team, when that log is swinging down, is jumping out of the way because next we see Mac. Mac is... Mac. Uh, <laughs> after it's come down, he's on the ground. Dylan's on the ground.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, whereas the last time we saw Dylan, he was standing, uh, as well as Anna Anna.
1: It all leads up to this great sequence where we get the blue laser, the blast, the, the log branch, uh, off of the tree that's held up with some vines and we get this great, like trapeze esque swing down <laughs> poor <laughs> fucking poncho. Ah! Ah! Yeah. This takes it right oh to the gosh. chest. Now this is a great, great shot and Mm -hmm. uh, stunt work by whatever stunt double is doing this. Cause his body just like flops Mm -hmm. so hard with this log and it looks perfect. Like he really like flies back. And then you mentioned that he lands in an obvious uh, mattress that's under the leaves, which Mm -hmm. I didn't notice the first time till I watched it. And I was like, oh yeah, there it is.
0: Oh, it's, it's a great, yeah, mattress under the dead leaves. Uh, and it looks almost like the giant fern leaf is there to catch him too. Yeah. It's hard to, yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell, but it, it, it flops down with his body. I used to think his body just went flying out of the frame. It doesn't. He's very clearly there in the upper left of the frame just landing on that pad. Oh, my gosh. Like the launch that you had to activate just to do that because it's not – it's probably not a log like thumping the stunt person and knocking the backwards. It's probably like a swing or something like that. That's right. my guess how they made it look like they filmed the first half of that log swing down. And then they just, the second half they had him swing backward in that same arc and landing in that pile of dead leaves slash
1: trampoline. Ah! Did you catch the Wilhelm scream that was in there? Ah! He has a little bit of his own. Yeah. Ugh. But they've got the. Like the, the Wilhelm scream. Like the classic. Do you know what I'm talking about? You mean when he takes it? Like right before he takes it. Listen to it again. It's in okay. there. Listening. Like the, well, higher, I hear like, the higher pitched I, part of the scream. The
0: I hear it. sounds like Anna Anna's screaming to me is what it sounds like.
1: I think that's the Wilhelm scream. Like the classic. Okay,
0: listen again. Because are you saying where it's under Billy saying look out?
1: Yep, it's right underneath when when we hear the lookout. Right underneath lookout, you hear the. Huh? I thought when I first heard it, I thought for sure that was the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <I laughs> Listen will it over and over again. I, know.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll have to put it out there as a sound clip and see what people think. Ah!
1: I think it is because I think there's two scream sound effects there that are overlapped. And I think one of them is the Wilhelm scream. I'm just going to put it out there that I think that's what I'm hearing. I do like Ponchito's.
0: Ponchito's yell is very visceral, that it's like someone yeah. being punched in the chest. It's. it's uh. yeah. yeah, it also sounds a lot like that Golden Axe sound effect where Sven um, dies in Conan the Barbarian, like with that big spike in the chest where he's like...
1: Right. I wonder if that's
0: sampled for this one.
1: I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, so after this exquisite log swing and chest crunch... Um, Which you
0: actually see on... I was mentioning this to you before. You see this from a different angle, slightly different angle in the predator theatrical trailer, ah, which yeah. I found on YouTube. You see Ponchito's face in the theatrical trailer. And then you see from behind him, you see the log coming at him. He's lifted off the ground and he gives like a short little uh, <coughs> version of the complete yell that he does in the movie.
1: Mm, funny. It's always funny when they like show parts of a movie in a trailer that, but from like a different angle or a different shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's always weird. So after the glorious log swing and <laughs> chest crunch, ah! we get some predator action here. Yeah. Cloaked this predator. And he Cloaked kind predator. of jumps. Yeah, he jumps out of the trees down onto the log that he's just torched. And uh, Mac spins around and fires Mac. his gun at him. Mac. Mac. And then we see him do like kind of an acrobatic move from one tree to the next and then we get Mm -hmm. Dylan's reaction which I've always taken as like because we get this sort of Spielbergian shot of his face I think this is the moment like because he's never Dylan's never really seen the predator up to this point am I correct in saying that correct and um we know Mac
0: has uh I don't know if Anna Anna has we think Billy fully believes in it, but, uh, and we know Dutch is on the believer side, but hasn't seen it. So, while, yeah, most of the other people haven't seen it, I think most people believe it. So, he's still playing the
1: cynical role. Right. He's the contrarian here. Like, he does not want to cross over to the other side. So, right. this is the moment when he now is faced with the reality and kind of has no choice but to believe it because it's right there in front of his face and you can see it in his eyes that this is terrifying to him and mm-hmm. also unbelievable to him. Yeah. So this is like a, a turning point for his character, right?
0: Yeah. And for the movie here, because uh, we're, we're just about to close the door on the second act as uh, everything really heightens as the action heightens, as uh, the terror element heightens. Um, I think, Maybe there's something to when the net is rising, you also have the team rising up. Maybe this is supposed to be symbolic in a way of the of action starting Ooh. to really, really raise up to really I don't know, be, be, become considered more uh, of, of just a pure action portion of the movie.
1: Mm, nice film paper thesis there. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Also like the the leaf uh, decorations here as, as that's rising up and the predators in the net just they mm. they keep the editing really tight with all the leaves falling over Dylan and Anna on a and Panchito.
1: And you really just kind of as an audience member that hasn't seen much of the predator yet, you start to understand the acrobatics that he is capable of and mm-hmm. how deftly and, and swiftly that this creature can move through the trees and through the jungle. And what a formidable opponent that they have going forward. Like he is yeah. effortlessly jumping from tree to tree and spot to spot also, like mostly camouflaged, like that is terrifying.
0: And maybe that's also what Dylan is Dylan. responding to. Dylan, Dylan is responding to when he's looking up, giving some good Spielberg face. Like he's probably yeah. never seen anything like that, despite him not seeing it in the flesh yet. Seeing this mostly invisible attacker just flowing through the air, it, it'd be it'd be quite terrifying. Absolutely, <laughs> never seen before in all your field work as yeah, a, a army person and CIA spook. I don't know. CIA man. Agent man. There we go.
1: Secret agent man. All right. Well, uh, do you have other things to add for the second action-packed half of this minute?
0: Uh, In the script, uh, the original script, the trap is sprung a lot. The trap is sprung in much the same way as it is shown here in the movie, uh, with the difference being instead of Mac firing up at the Predator, it's Ponchito firing up at the Predator and missing it because right? It's the predator. The movie would be over if that, if that happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but Ponchito and Anna Anna are killed pretty much right away after the predator escapes the trap in the scripts. Um, also right away, the predator shoots Dutch's weapon as well as the shoulder with the predator's weapon, hmm. uh, which is the scene we see right before Arnold yells, get to the choppa in the movie. That doesn't happen in the script though. Um, and then also, Right here in the script, Dutch just takes off. There's no more fighting. There's no more standing on the ground. This is the part where he just takes off. Oh, he just leaves. He just leaves, yeah. Because at this point, everybody else has been killed Mm. in the script version, uh, except for Billy, who at this point has run off ahead to find uh, the chopper.
1: Ah, okay. So this is, in the script, this is kind of starts the um, third act.
0: Act. Act. Act.
1: The one-on-one portion of the film. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. 1, 1v1 1v1 Ready Fight Fight Alright well uh, Have we done it justice? The log crunching scene So good Yeah Oh, So good and crunchy ah! Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> It really takes it
0: Ugh. Ah! Ah! Well with that We're moving to the Weekly recommend. So Jeff What do you have to recommend This week?
1: Alright well We haven't uh we took a couple weeks off here for the holidays, so mm-hmm. sorry to any listeners for the hiatus. But uh, we had family obligations to uh, to deal with. But on the bright side, I got to catch up on a lot of shows and movies and things, um, which was really fun. And so I will recommend one of my favorites that I've seen in the last couple weeks, which was um, just a fun movie. And it was it's a kind of a horror slash comedy um, called Ready or Not. Oh. And, yeah, this was in the theaters, like, not too long ago, and it's it's now out for, you know, rent. You can rent it online or whatever. And uh, the premise is, is that a, a woman gets married to a man who's a part of a rich family. And on their wedding night, the family says that it's tradition for them to all play a game together. And they have to uh choose from a random list of games or this little box actually randomly chooses the game for them and what ends up happening is a game is chosen uh which ends up being hide and seek but um what that means in this family is that it's the the bride has to hide um, and the rest of the family tries to kill her And uh, that sounds uh, morbid and horrific, which it is, but um, it's also done very uh, tongue in cheek. There's a lot of comedy um, and they kind of uh, ride the absurdity of the premise um, to really good places. So um, I had a blast with it. It's called Ready or Not, and it's an hour and a half and it's just super fun. So check it out. Hello. Shoot. Are you there? Oh, yeah, here I am. I don't know. I don't know why. Just click that. Sorry, I was clicking
0: around. Uh, I was saying you didn't hear me at all, but I was. I did not. <laughs> I was saying I know.
1: I know you like uh, the hour and a half premise for movies. <laughs> I do. Give me a nice, concise, ninety minutes. I'm pretty happy. <laughs>
0: yeah, nice and concise. I like yeah.
1: it. Yeah, and uh, the woman that is the lead actress is a woman named Sim, uh Samara Weaving, mm-hmm. and she's kind of an upping up-and-coming actress. She's been in some other kind of horror slash comedy films. Um, Another one that she was in a couple years ago was called uh, Mayhem. It was also really good and I just feel like everything she's been in, she kind of steals the show Hmm. and she was really good in this role and uh, I think she's I think we're going to see more from her in other genre films because uh, she kind of nails it. So I'm looking forward nice. to seeing, seeing more from her. Yeah. So uh, what do you got up on the uh, recommends?
0: Uh, so over the break as a Star Wars fan, I've been diving into the different series, uh, Star Wars-based series. I finished up The Mandalorian. I recommend that a couple weeks ago. Really enjoyed how everything wrapped up, but I've also been watching Star Wars Rebels, which is not something I watched the first time around, thinking it was mostly like a kid's show, but uh, even though it's primarily aimed at kids, it's just all taking place in the Star Wars universe, uh, kind of between the prequels and the original trilogies, so the Rebellion hasn't officially happened yet, but there are little pockets of people fighting, little groups, and Jedis in training, and wacky droids. and They're all going on these adventures to try to help out the galaxy um, on the way to fighting the Empire. Um, While that's my overall recommend, my really specific recommend is from Season 2. It's Episode 19. It's titled The Forgotten Droid. Uh, And I'm not going to go too much into the plot details here, but uh, what stood out to me right away from (laughs) this episode is that one of the Unnamed imperial captains in this episode is uh, voiced by someone who's doing a very, very good Jesse Ventura impression, <laughs> 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 and uh, I'll I'll drop the audio into here and. In- as soon as I heard it, I had to go to the IMDb and figure out who was doing that because <laughs> there's not a lot of people other than Jesse Ventura who are going to show up on a TV show sounding like Jesse Ventura. <laughs> uh, and it was uh, James Adomian, who's a stand-up comic. He does a lot of impressions with Jesse Ventura being one of his uh, better known impressions. It's just just a blast to have just this randomly Jesse Ventura-voiced Imperial officer on a show that was uh, The Forgotten Droid on Star Wars Rebels. I recommend Star Wars fans to you know, check that out. If you, if you like Jesse Ventura or impersonations of Jesse Ventura, it's, it's worth checking that out. Um, really, just for that
1: impression. Yeah. Captain, the nav computer is off calculation by .002.
0: You're an inventory droid, not a navigator, you old clanker. Go log the manifest.
1: It is against my programming protocol to allow this Imperial vessel or its cargo to be late for its scheduled deliveries. (sighs) I can't wait until your replacement gets here. After you
0: program it, we're going to shuffle you off to the scrap (laughs) heap. Now get out of here and go log the manifest!
1: You played that for me, and it... (laughs) It was 100% spot on and a deliberate impression of Jesse Ventura. Like it was perfect. (laughs) I was skeptical at first and then I heard it and I was like, oh God, yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Stuff like that just pops up just so, so randomly. It's just, just so, yeah, it's so weird. Uh, Along with that, one of the robots in, in that episode is meant to sound like Alan Rickman. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. So he's going for that kind of droll, like sad, but like also, I don't know, snarky voice. Right. Like Rickman always gave his characters, which is funny because that's another popular popular impression by James Adomian, but mm. James Adomian did not do that voice. That was Stephen Sant-
1: Stanton. Stephen Stanton. There you go. Nice. Recommend. little crossover. Hey, Star Wars yeah. editor Jesse Ventura. Recommend. I like it. <laughs> You old, <laughs> you old clanker. You old clanker.
0: You old clanker. All right. So uh, in other news, where can people find you, Jeff?
1: Well, I'm uh, on the Twitter, as always, Carl underscore Hungus, 314. My name is College HBNX, Expert. Find mm. me there, Jeff Glover, on the Twitter. Furiously tweeting about the Seahawks recently and their uh, attempted playoff run here. So we'll see where that goes. Okay, cool, cool. Let's see yeah. your last, your <laughs> last tweet... Russell trying to throw
0: #Seahawks12. It looks like Simba, about baby Simba, about to be uh, stampeded by the wildebeest.
1: Yeah, third. that was my uh, impression of Russell getting run over by the Forty uh front front defensive <laughs> front line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they still battled back, and we had a chance to win. And it's honestly, they should have won with the position that they got themselves into, but they effed up the time management at the end and took a delay a game on accident and it pushed them back and and uh, they they let that one go which is upsetting but we're still in the playoffs as a five seed we get to go play kind of a crappy eagles team so hopefully i don't uh swallow those words later but um (laughs) should win this road game i think we've already beat them on the road once so
0: (laughs) all right well hopefully it works out for them
1: yeah i hope so hawks go
0: hawks hashtag go hawks (laughs) Cool. Cool. Well, you can find the show at Predator Minute <clears throat> on Twitter. Uh, you can also email the show Predator at gmail.com and you can join the discussion and talk about that time that log came swinging at you and you made that Wilhelm scream. Ah!
1: Ah! 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 Ah!
0: <laughs> anyway, you can find the show discussion at the Predator Minute listeners Palapa on Facebook. Cool, cool. So for all things Predator Minute, I've been John
1: Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And until next time... Stick around. Stick around.
0: Look out! Ah! <laughs>